why this is why own voices are important. And I'm not saying that this book has to be written by a black person, but when you have stereotypical characters in your book where we had there was a moment in the book where Patricia and her friends go to visit a woman that lives around predominantly black people and they are calling her all kind of bitches and they look like quote unquote thugs and get and a white person is writing it it comes across as a stereotype especially yes. if you are not a historian or a professor or something that has anything to do with african-american history if you're just a white man out here writing books because oh that's how they talk on the wire or whatever like no it comes across as offensive and it was offensive there were a couple of times and that was one of them Okay. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hosts Dawn and Ashley and today, oh what's the name of the book? <laughs> we will be talking about The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. This was published a couple years ago but it was highly recommended from a good friend of Ashley and mine so that's why we are doing this one. Uh, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. If you are not new, welcome back. And how we do things is we do a spoiler-free edition first where we talk about what we didn't like and what we liked, and then we will let you know when we go into our spoiler edition so that you will not be spoiled. You can follow us on Instagram at the Novel Universe Pod. I never know these things. Or YouTube. I know. Or YouTube where... There are more book reviews and vlogging and other fun shenanigans. All right, Ashley, are you ready? Ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, first let's okay. uh, let me go over the overview of Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Patricia Campbell had always planned for a big life, but after giving up her career as a nurse to marry an ambitious doctor and become a mother, Patricia's life has never felt smaller. The days are long, her kids are ungrateful, and her husband is distant, and her to-do list is never really done. The one thing she has to look forward to is her book club, a group of Charleston mothers united only by their love for true crime and suspense. Suspensional, oh my god, I can't talk. Suspense fiction, suspense fiction, I can't say that word. In these meetings, they're most likely to discuss the FBI's recent siege. I don't care about this. Let me skip to this, Okay. Okay, when an artistic and sensitive stranger moves into the neighborhood, the book club's meetings turn into speculation about the newcomer. This is why Ashley usually does this. Patricia is initially attracted to him, but when some local children go missing, she starts to suspect the newcomer is involved. She begins her own investigation, assuming he's a Jeffrey Dahmer or Ted Bundy. What she uncovers is far more terrifying, and soon she and her book club are the only people standing between the monster they've invented they've invited into their homes and their unsuspecting community. That was a lot. Good gracious. A little bit. A little bit, Ted Bundy, a little bit. 
All right, Ashley, what did you give this book? We don't talk. Ashley and I do not talk about the books that we read before the podcast. I have no idea what she's going to rate it. She doesn't know what I'm going to rate it. So here's the fun part. All right, you ready? Yeah. I have two ratings. Two ratings, okay. Two. And here is why. Okay. One. This is not a book for Ashley. <laughs> oh, okay. This is not is not a book for me. Um, I personally, with my tastes and stuff like that, like a three. Okay. And that's being a little, a little generous in some areas as I went to dissect this book. However, if you love horror and creepy, cringy stuff, five stars, hundred percent, hundred percent. So is that why? I like. Is that why it wasn't for you because of the gore? There was a few other things that I'll talk about that I also like had some like when I and they were like some I'll just say they were a little bit of red flags while I was like reading and I was like mm -mm, nope mm -mm, nope I like nope <laughs> um okay. yeah so we can talk about it but what about you what did you write this book all right so I gave this book a one and a half because it is a piece of shit. It is problematic. Okay. <laughs> and curse you, Alyssa, for recommending this book. Curse you. Uh, and the horse you wrote in on. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, this, 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 this rating for me, I saw what she rated it, and I was like, okay. And then I'm, I'm reading it, and I'm like, <laughs> she doesn't like she doesn't she only do does the star rating a good read she doesn't usually write a review so i never know why she rates things a certain way and i've told her this i, I was like Alyssa, you need to start writing something a sentence some things that i know so i have no yeah. idea why she liked this book but she's yeah, gonna hear it me, next time i like see her. my personal rating was between a two and a three I'm being generous with the three, I feel like, once I talk about stuff. I think I'm being okay. generous. All right. All right, well, let's get into our dislikes. What's your first dislike? All right, let me pull my list out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Number one, for me, <laughs> all of these, okay, so, like, these, these five women, right, are a part of this, like, amazing book club where they all get together and they read, in my opinion, pretty, like, not Southern Belle reads, right? Like, they're reading, like, murder mysteries, super, like, dark things, okay? I'm thinking of, like, they're just going to go, you know, read where the wild things are or whatever, crawdad saying whatever. I don't know. But this was, like... Some of the stuff that they were reading, I was a little like, okay. Um, but my main issue, not main issue, but one of them is that like the husbands of these wives are awful. They are awful, awful, awful men. 100% awful. Awful. Well, that's intentional. I will talk about more later. Oh, okay. Huh? It's intentional though. It is intentional. However, there, it's it's awful because it's also like borderline like what are you trying to convey here are you trying to convey that like these women are just dumb 
like flat out, like are all women dumb? He's going to go home and uh, vacuum the curtains. That's what we worry about at home. From a married woman standpoint, I'm telling you right now, I had a problem that I was like, I don't go home and thinking about vacuuming the pleats in my curtain. Like, no. <laughs> and that leads me to Dawn's main reason why I hated this book. And you basically said it without saying it, is that this book has some very strong feminist themes and racial inequity themes. However, yes. it is written by a white man. Yes. That is the problem. So yes. he's not saying anything new or interesting about feminism because he is a man. So only thing he's saying is what he's heard or read or what he thinks is oppressive for women or what maybe a friend or family has said to him. But beyond right. Patricia finally realizing that no man is going to help her, that she has to help herself, beyond that basic theme, he is not introduce introducing anything new or evocative right. or anything. I don't right. want to hear I don't want to hear a man's opinion about being a woman. I don't want to hear that. Right. right. And I think that that was like the I feel like that's the number one issue in this book. And I feel like some people just don't see it because this book is such a very quick read. Like you'll fly right through it and you can miss these like little moments where it's like, Oh honey, that's not okay. That, that, that keeps happening. Like that's not like, that's not just like setting the characteristics of these women. Like it's, borderline like misogynistic oh it's totally misogynistic it is there's no border you know? here it's 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 on it it's over the border we are in there's mexico no <laughs> we are in canada yeah, it's like this so that was my my number one problem is like anytime these women had any problem they would go and talk to their so-called men husbands that you know breadwinners in the family cool beans that's fine this is set back in the 80s early 90s like this is like people are still following along in that cycle where women still stayed at home like with their kids like if they were able to and then others were not whatever so I'm like oh okay that's fine but like when your man comes home I felt like I was watching a dream of genie episode where like he just doesn't care like Darren just doesn't care like he's got his own agenda Thank you for making dinner or why is why are my socks not pressed or whatever <laughs> like it that's what it felt like for me and i just i had a problem with it because i could see some strength in a lot of these women in various areas but they were so oppressed by their husbands and they're told to like shut it keep it together you're making us look bad and i was like uh-uh nope yep <laughs> and you know ultimately, ultimately ultimately that's not a problem because it is a theme and when you have a book that has feminist themes and you have a, a woman or a group of women who are dealing with shitty men then right. you're expecting them to grow which this character does grow and that's not my problem yeah. with the book my problem with the book is that a it's written by a man and b He's not saying anything 
new or different or special. I would still be mad if this was written by a woman because she's not saying anything new or different or special. Oh, my husband beats me because I didn't vacuum the drapes. Oh, my husband's gaslighting me. Okay, and what? We already know this. We know all of these things. What else do you have to say about it? But because it's written by a man, it makes it worse because it's pandering. He knows his audience is women. And so he's just, he's just like pandering. It's just like, oh, let me write these poor oppressed women because I know the women are going to be reading this. And maybe, maybe I can teach them a lesson about how to gather together and fight to overcome. Like, I don't need no man telling me that. Now, maybe I'm reading a little bit too into it, but I don't need a man telling me that. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like, you know, can you look past these moments in this book where that's happening and just read the horror story? It's too, it's too and much. And I think that there's two different types of, of us readers. There's those that are, like, there for the horror and the grossness, and you just kind of bypass everything. And there's the other ones of us that are like, oh, no, no, no. I don't care about this weird alien vampire thing. Like, that's not okay. Yeah, it's, it's too much in your face you know? for you to ignore it. Because I can sometimes right. ignore stuff, but it, it it's a major theme in this book. And he's doing nothing with it. If you're going to put a theme as strong as feminism, you have to do something with it. Yeah, exactly. 100%. And he could have he even said something from a male point of view. And he didn't even do that. Like, why do these men treat these women like that? It's like, there's this one moment in the book where Patricia has made dinner for her family. Her husband is eating the ice cream and he can't even be bothered to put the dish in the sink. He, he has to make her do it. Why? Say something. You're a man. Why do men behave that way? You, you He could have done that way. He could have said something about that. No. It's all about yeah. how women feel and think, which you do not know because you are not a woman. Yep. Yep. I agree because there was also a moment where, like, her husband, oh, uh, what's his name? Patricia's husband. Cole I was going to call him Mr. Campbell. There's a moment where Mr. P- Campbell has a, has a moment where he can rectify himself, you know, and they had, like, this, like, intervention thing with them addressing the new person in town and whatever and you see him like go like okay like explain it to me you know and he gives her that space to do that but then it's like cut short is the moment she starts speaking and it's poo-poo to him like completely ridiculous he instantly sides with his friends and then and that's it there's no more interaction between them after and it's like like there were, no. there were moments no. where he had an opportunity to say something and he didn't. So that's one. And this, right. and there's another part where Patricia is like, hey, 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 something's wrong. This guy is a problem. We need to go check into it. And she's talking to the police. Her husband comes in and is like, oh, no, no, I believe my wife. But as soon as he gets with his friends, he's like, you're crazy. Why did he defend her in front of other people, in front of the police, and then make her seem like a crazy person in front of his friends? Say something about it. Don't just put that out there and not do something with it. And that's the difference between a good book and a great book. A great book is going to say something about that. A good book or a not-so-good book isn't. And that is a problem. 
Yeah. And the thing is, is that he he totally could have done that. He he totally could have added it in, like, why that was a thing, and this would have been... Yeah. Okay, I, I can overlook the, like, crazy horror because it's a good written book because it makes sense. Yeah. Like, okay, you know. Um, but, yeah, so my next problem with the book is, like, there's a lot of racism in this book. Mm-hmm. Why the vampire got to be white? I'm white, but I was like, why is he got to be white? Well, he why? he's white because he otherwise he wouldn't on? be able to fit, he wouldn't be able to be in that neighborhood if he wasn't white. I know, but why is he preying on only black people? Like, yes. like, why? Yeah. What is that? What is that? It's a good what? question. What is that? Because that to me, like. If you're going to bring a vampire into a story, that vampire is hungry. He's hungry for anybody and anybody he can get his, his mouth on. Like, blood is blood. It tastes the same. <laughs> well, according to Vampire Diaries, it doesn't. But anyway, <laughs> it's just like, like that to me, that, like when we talk about like books having magic and the rules don't make sense because there are no rules, that. I had a problem with that because when you look at the characters, it's like, why is he only preying on them? Why are they the only ones going missing? Exactly. And why is it like a sexual experience for white women and it's not that for the others? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Okay, so yeah. Yeah, then that was my second problem. There's some racial inequities in here. Uh, this is the South. I don't care if it is 1993. It's still the South. The South is still segregated to this day. And the the vampire preys on poor black children. And children, black children go missing and they're exploited all the time. And it does not get as much attention as white children. Mm-hmm. This is something, yeah. uh, this is a point. This is a theme in the book that he is not doing anything with. That theme alone could write hundreds of books, tons of documentaries about how exploited and abused and missing black children do not get nearly as much coverage or attention as white children. He once, like you said, he does nothing with it. It could have been poor white children and it wouldn't have mattered because he didn't do anything with the topic. And once again, that is, he's just, it, it's just for shock. He's, it, it's not for, he's not touching on a theme or anything. It's, it's, it's offensive. Yeah. It's offensive. Yeah. Cause there's even a part in the book too, you know, um, her friend Kitty is like, um, oh, I didn't see it on the news. And you know, Miss Green goes, well, <laughs> that's because us black people are not, you know, featured on the news and that's where the, you're from. And that's the extent of it. That's and it's it. like, okay. And what? No. And then there's some other, like, innuendos that she says, like, about, like, was it drugs? It's like, you could, you could say that about anybody. Anybody. Why does it have to be just with that? Like, that part, I was like... <laughs> Because, because once again, and this is why, this is why own voices are important. And I'm not saying that this book has to be written by a black person, 
but when you have stereotypical characters in your book where we had there was a moment in the book where patricia and her friends go to visit a woman that lives around predominantly black people and they are calling her all kind of bitches and they look like quote unquote thugs and get and a white person is writing it it comes across as a stereotype especially yes. if you are not a historian or a professor or something that has anything to do with african-american history if you're just a white man out here writing books because oh that's how they talk on the wire or whatever like no it comes across as offensive and it was offensive yeah. there were a couple of times and that was one of them where he had an opportunity to say something evocative about it nope they kept mentioning in patricia's neighborhood where oh the police come in three minutes or less she goes to the black neighborhood. It takes them a long time. Why? Do we have anything to say about that? No, because we are not black and we don't know anything about that. Um, there was another instance where he could have said or done something or said something about oh, it. Oh, with her child being taken from her. Yeah. The children being taken from her. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, no, these are big these are big problems that are still prevalent in our society today. You can't just drop it like that and not have any sort of context storyline with it. You can't just leave these million dollar problems hanging at the feet of us here. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work. And honestly, it's distasteful. It's distasteful in a way. It's like, I don't want to read anything else by this no. dude. Like, it's called because, it's called systematic oh. racism. It's a problem yeah. and you're not doing anything with it. So it comes across as you being a white person writing about, about black issues to sell books. Mm -mm. What was your other dislike? <laughs> um, I feel like you and I have very similar ones this time. Oh, we do. Um, I'm shocked, actually. I didn't... Yeah. All right. So, um... The, did you listen to it or did you read it? I listened to it. Okay. The narrator is a black woman. Why? Mm -hmm. Why was the narrator? I know. So the first part of the book, I'm thinking, oh, this is about a black family. And I'm like, no, this is not about a black family. I was so confused. I don't understand why. And ordinarily, it shouldn't matter. But when you are dealing with race relations, the cast of characters yep. have to be the race that they are. Otherwise, the, the listener is going to be confused. 100%. I couldn't agree more because I was so confused when Mrs. Green was like, well, he's taking all the black children. I was like, wait, aren't they? What? And then I had to like read back and I was like, oh. Like, oh, I thought we were just dealing with like a impoverished community. Don't. <laughs> I think this she is said... what happens when you grow up in a community where I was literally the only white family for five, six blocks. So like, to me, I was like, you chose a narrator to be a black woman? I'm going to assume everyone is the same. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're in the 90s and we got a black woman where her husband is a doctor and her kids suck. I was it's like, that sounds odd, but okay. Uh, no. And then, and then Mrs. Green said colored folks. I was like, I'm sorry. Is this the 50s? I know. Listen, I was in high school in 1993, and maybe because I live in the North, I don't know, but black people do not refer to themselves as colored in 1993. And not in the North. 
Nope. Nope. Yeah. Um, so I had a problem with that as well. Um, I, I also didn't understand why is there only one vampire? Where's the other one? <laughs> other one. I know. Are, are there more? Because That's if he's question. like, there's, there's a part in the book where there is an act done that you assume that that's how more are made. And you're like, so where are the rest of them? I guess it's like a territorial thing, like a T-Rex. Like, we can't have two T-Rexes, like, in the same country, like, the same state, county, I don't know. Like, oh, Maybe he where... was a special breed and he was the only one. I, I, I didn't even notice that, but that's a good question. I don't know. Why is he the only one? But where did where did he come from? Where did he come from? All things, all things we don't have answers to. <laughs> I'm such a detail person, so I was like, hold up, where's Tomboy's backstory? And you like vampire fiction, so I know you were like, um, hello, this isn't lore, hello. And I'm okay with you changing the lore, but you still you still gotta. There's laws. Yeah. There's laws. You have to have laws in order for it to make sense. <laughs> All right, let's play. It. Let's play a little game, and this game is called okay. "Was it intentional or is it bad writing?" You decide. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. this book is set in 1993, yet it sounds like it's 1953. Was that intentional or bad writing? What do you think? is bad writing i think it's bad writing at first i was like oh we are making some comparisons between the 50s and the 90s and then i was like i don't think that's the entire time i am picturing this woman like a madman with her hair and her dress like that's how i'm picturing her no she should have been in freaking oversized t-shirts and stirrup pants and Whatever else we oh, wore no, in the nineties, she's in like dress, cot- like loose cotton. You know, her hair is all done up with her pearls, like. But that oh, no. wasn't what I was picturing. Belt. I was, uh, yeah, that's what. Yes, I'm saying, yeah, that's what I was picturing. Like Leave It to Beaver. I was not picturing right. someone from the nineties. Like I said, I was in high school in the nineties, folks. I know how people dressed. I know how they looked, and I was just and how we spoke and the culture and. Yeah. There were no references to 90s. Even her daughter. I would have been the same age as her daughter. It, there was nothing 90s about that girl at all. So that's why I'm like, is this intentional or is this just bad writing? Uh, I'm going to go with bad writing. Okay, here's the second one. Was Patricia supposed to be an unreliable narrator or was it bad writing? See, I know. I saw her as someone that has been told that she doesn't know the answer to things. Okay. Because then she would have moments, she would have moments over, she's like, I just don't feel that that's right. But now it's scared to say yes. Is it doing everybody else does? I would say it's bad writing. If okay. she's supposed to be unreliable. Mm-mm. All right. Um, 
let me see I think I have one more oh okay hopefully I can get this in on time at the end of the book it says um some rich white people lost their homes and some black people no we, we do that some rich white people lost some money and some black people lost their homes and it was said so matter-of-factly like those two things are equal and I'm like there was no commentary after the fact about how once again systematic racism or anything racial inequality any not no it was just yeah some white rich, rich white people lost some money black people lost their houses whatever that's kind of how it was read and I'm like I don't know what I'm supposed to glean from this I'm offended I don't I know that like literally I was reading it and I was like I would like like I'm so offended for you you know for for, for everybody that is hi you know, I'm, I'm Dawn I'm black by the way if you didn't know this sorry <laughs> yeah but I was like super offended because I was like again you got this is a 21st century this is the 21st century this is no you cannot be saying stuff like that because that is just inappropriate at this point in time and it's racist it is in fact racist you cannot say that no no she's like no 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 uh, I no. do have another one, but we'll save that for the spoiler edition. But that's, that's, oh, we didn't even get to likes. I only had one like in that I did like the gore. I thought it was quite vivid, but that's it. That's one thing I liked about it. Um, the one thing that I liked about, mm, I had two. Okay. I had two. I was glad that each of the characters, like each of the women, there was some sort of development with them. Thank you. Thank you for at least giving us like, a little bit into their lives and we've got somewhere thank you um secondarily i loved how they killed the vampire loved it i was all about that maybe yeah. i shouldn't say that that's spoiler no i feel like that it's not there's no book two so i think that's oh. fine i liked i liked that part i was all for it but i in my car i was like oh. <laughs> very gory and it was a super fast read I was like how am I still listening to this book <laughs> well so that was our non-spoiler review of the Southerners book guide, book guide to slaying vampires um, our next book is going to be the bone chart daughter by Andrea Stewart so if you're listening to this, please read along with us. So then that way you can hear what we have to say about this book. Um, that's going to be our next one. And if you are sticking around, we are going to spoil the book in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. We're the hosts of Fictional Hangover Podcast. Fictional Hangover is a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. New episodes are released every Wednesday. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on fictionalhangover.com. Remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. Now, back to the episode. All right. Done. Yeah. Can we talk, can we talk about the moment where, I guess, like, Patricia is now... 
um, aware that there's like vampires <laughs> that are like infecting people, if you will. Which moment was that the one she got her ear bit off or the one where she sees yes. him yes. in the woods? We can talk about the ear biting off thing because I'm like, first of all, that was a huge deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. And I felt like it got written off as like, oh, people just crazy. No. You're in, uh, uh, excuse me. Like, that is someone who is either struggling with schizophrenia, has dementia, and is psych- psychotic, like, oh, like, like, sick, or they've been bitten by a vampire. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <big deal. laughs> oh, God. I... Like, I'm trying to think of, like, you know, sicknesses where you're, like, out of your mind because you don't have control over your your body like this woman flat out attacked her in the driveway well first of all she's like eating raccoons and like snarling and she's just like excuse me miss chichi chonchi are you okay do you need help i'm like she is eating a raccoon go in your house what is wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) god where people are just like let's talk about let's talk about the sexual assault scene with her friend I'm sorry are we just gonna yeah. we're just gonna pretend like that's not a, a hugely traumatic event or she was assaulted sexually by yeah. a vampire and had his baby essentially like I don't oh no they killed her I think they killed like she chose to be like killed Okay, so the baby didn't. I don't remember. I, but I don't like a book. It no, just, I don't. She said, she said, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to birth that. Okay. Like, I don't, like, you know. But anyway, um, she's just in the tub, like, hey, sex, he, and, and then I might have AIDS. What? Now we're bringing AIDS into this? I'm, it, I mean, if it didn't. <coughs> If I was over it at any point, like, that was really just way over. And it was just because of the sheer, just, like, blase-ness about it. No, it was, there was, there was no emotion for, for any, like, women's regard with that. Like, that was a disgusting, horrific thing that happened to her. She don't just clean her up and let her be okay. No. No. No, no. No. I mean, it's bad enough it's, if that, it's a human man, but now we have a vampire that has some kind of, like, I don't know, I don't even know what the penis was. It was something, like, and then there's, like, like, gross bile coming out of her? Like, 
like gross discharge coming yeah. out of her like blue black gross alien nasty chunks of stuff like that's so gross yeah and she just cleaned her up and she's like oh i'll see you tomorrow okay bye no i had a problem with like that that for me i was like i can't like this book in any capacity like I think I might just need to keep my rating at a two then um, because it's like that I have such a hard time with that because there was other moments where it's like this stuff's being done to her daughter as well. He's sexually assaulting her daughter. And here's something else that I wanted to pull to point out because when he was attacking a little girl that he, that they find him she finds him in a van with the um, African-American girl that, that's been missing, right? And so she's got her shirt pulled up, but she's still clothed, if you will. And it's like, then you go to where he is now doing this to her daughter, and they're both nude. They're both nude. And I was like, that's, that's first of all, that's just, that's disturbing. And I don't understand why there is a sexual orientation with the, the the feeding if you will i know why and it's on the it's on the inside of like their thigh and it's like this gross cockroach looking thing that comes out of his mouth like i know why it's because it's written by a man it's written by a man that's why <laughs> there's all yeah. your answers that's the answer yeah. to everything because that to me just So the daughter is sexually assaulted and then she just gets sent to a home and then she comes home and buries the dog and we we don't talk about it or nothing. We have no emotion. That's the problem. You are introducing some very, very triggering, important themes here and you're just like, next chapter. Next chapter. Yep. Yep. So, you know, there was... There were, there were a lot of moments like that. And then when even, like, we get to this part where, like, the women finally understand that, like, the men are not going to help them. Um, Patricia now is aware that, like, her husband has been cheating on her. The other guys are all off doing whatever. They're all, like, under his influence, which to me, like, in vampirism, like, that makes sense. Like, they're all kind of, like, under his spell mm-hmm. that he can't do anything wrong. Or they always are going to him for advice. And, like... I have all these red flags going like, you don't send your children to a grown man's home by themselves. You don't do that. That's not okay. He's not a family member. You haven't known him that long. And now all of a sudden he came across all his money. No, no. And then she knows that he's like sexually assaulting her daughter. And then she willingly goes as a pawn for herself. And she's like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's the best I've ever felt in my life. But I'm not mad about it. Because I helped, like, stop him from taking other people. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how do you come back from that? Can you? <laughs> no. Can you come back from that? I don't know. Because then I want to talk about, like, how, Okay. Here's the other thing that's... Do you want to say anything about that before I... 
Move on. Nope. So when this, when James Harris, right, is that his name, James Harris, when he comes to town, you know, she decides, Patricia decides that she's going to be the good, hospitable neighbor and go over there with some casserole. I'm like, okay, good for you. Like, that's back, you know, like, that's what people did. You went over, you made amends, whatnot. This girl walked into his house. She walked into the house like she was invited. And then instead of stopping at the door, noticing that no one's there, she goes to the bedroom and sees him laying on bed. And she's like, oh, let me pull out my nurse instincts and give him some, you know, CPR. What? You, you don't just let yourself into your neighbor's house? <laughs> Maybe they do. I don't know. Not in my neighborhood, but I don't know. No, uh-uh, not mine. You, nope, nope. Um, <laughs> and then here's the other thing that I just wanted to be like, are you just not like so like almost like a privileged bubble i'm gonna say that there's like a privileged bubble around patricia because she does not see error or caution in any regard until it's too late because she does not know that not everybody's nice like you can't you can't do that like he comes and he says like oh i found 85 grand in my aunt's house or grandma's house, whoever he was trying, I don't even remember if it was a name, grandma and aunt, whatever. Um, and she's like, that's cool. I'll take you to the bank. And then she's like, I'll co-sign for you. He's got no driver's His story isn't lining up. And you just help this man, <laughs> vampire, open a bank account. And like, you, you forgot one important thing. She reads true crime. Anybody who reads true crime does not do that because they're paranoid about everything. I like true crime. If somebody knocks on my door without calling, oh, oh, they coming to kill me. They coming to kill me. I don't answer the door. If you don't call first, I don't answer the door because I watch true crime. I'm not about to go co-sign an $85,000 loan for you. This is what I'm saying. These women have been reading true crime books for over a year. For over a year. Like, how are you that dull to not see these red flags? Okay? He's got a dinky van, pulls into town, looks like he's half dead when you find him. Okay? And he's got all this money. And then it's, oh, I see that you have dessert. Can I come over for dessert? No, you may not. You may not enter into my house. You know. And then, then we have to just let him in every time to be hospitable. No, no. That makes me so angry. So angry. <laughs> so angry. It, it, there, was, there was a lot of illogical stuff. And once again, it's because it's written by a man. I have never been suicidal, but I just feel like, once again, she she tries to kill herself, and it's just like, oh, whoopsies, I tried to kill myself, didn't mean to. Next chapter, um, her friend gets her ass beat by her husband because she didn't vacuum the drapes. Oh, whoopsie, my best friend's getting her ass beat. Next chapter, there's no discord or nothing, nothing. Yeah, 
there's no like the only time I see like said empowerment that's like silently said between them is when they finally are like with Miss Green who's like I don't care what you're doing I'm stopping it right now this has got to stop I've tried to warn you I can't do this by myself but you know what I'm gonna get myself killed trying to protect everybody else because I don't want this happening no more Mm -hmm. and I was like thank you finally someone with the backbone to get these women and their crap under control and them when they're even there performing the whole like you know uh, I don't what do you want to call it like sawing of limbs yeah you know it's like this like each and every one of them are having these like mental breakdowns like having to like figure this out and then Ms. Grace is it Grace that comes through she's the one who's getting beat by her husband I think um and she's like okay whatever you need like like, I'm here like let's go like let's just do it you know but it still takes her a hot minute you know Mm -hmm. it's just and even like and then they have, you know, and then there's, like, the whole scene with, like, her mother-in-law and Miss Green and, like, how her mother-in-law gets attacked by the rats. That and I was, like... Way too long. That was way too long. I couldn't read that. I don't like that, rats. I couldn't read that. I literally was, like, oh, my... Oh, oh No! No, 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 because I was listening. I'm like, oh, my God, so, it's so bad, you know, and it's like, he did do one thing, though, with dementia thing, people, when they have dementia, like, they'll say all kinds of things, and they're all a moment of clarity, and they, they, like, know that they know for sure that, like, that is what they say it is type of thing. And I'm like, they had just written this woman off for so long, you know, Mr. Campbell just basically wrote off his mom and let his wife take care of her and figure out. And she's like, this is not my mom. Like, I shouldn't be taking care of your mother. Like, you should be taking care of your mother. (sighs) Well, I had like, I thought of that a little differently. Like, yes, he did write her off to the mom, but he, to his wife. But he didn't put his mother in a home. And he was the only child that would take her in. And it was because he loved his mother and she sacrificed a lot to get him through medical school. And she was, you know, she worked so hard. And he loved his mother. Essentially, he did love his mother. He treated her, you know, he took her in and everything. However, he treats his wife like shit. So you do all of this. You revere your mother. But you treat your wife like shit. Like, hello, you're a man. Can you say something about that? Or I know. Once again, say something from a man's point of view. Why do men do that? Yeah. There was no explanation. You know, even when they had like their confrontation where they where the women all confronted their husbands and were like, listen, like we need you to listen to us. Here are some fears that we have. I'm sorry, if five women your wives are coming to you as a group and saying, listen, there's something not right here. Wouldn't you call the police, not tell them don't come? Wouldn't, wouldn't you, like, there was no respect um, towards their women, towards their wives. There was no respect in any capacity. 
Well, the lady, she had her line and her husband's hair. She's going to Bible study. Well, that's the pandering part of like, the book. That's the pandering part of the book. He's like, let me write these strong women who have really bad husbands who aren't going to help them at all. And they have to help themselves. Once again, I don't need a man to tell me that. I don't need you to tell me that. So, I was all excited for this book because mm-hmm. I was like, maybe it's going to be like a better vampire retelling. And it was a hot disaster. Now, mind you, could not put the book down because the first like 30, 40% of the book, I was like, okay, I'm hooked. Who is this person? What? Mm-hmm. What's going on? You know, like basically up to the rat part, I was like, I'm, I'm here for it. Right? Like, I'm here. I'm here for what's happening. And then when the rat part hit, I was like, okay, hold on. Nope, 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 nope. Like, all of the things. <laughs> it lost me way before the rat part. But, yeah, I was in the first 30 pages. I was I was into it. And, and you know, honestly, I didn't realize it was written by a man. Because there was a point in the book where I was like, who wrote this book? Was this a black woman? And then I was like, oh, hell no. When I figured, when I figured, when I realized it was written by a man, that was when I was like, no. Nope. Yeah. I would definitely say that this book has way more hype than what it actually is. Like, if you read, it here's here's my opinion if you read a book and you read one to like dissect it figure out the themes and all this other stuff like this is not it's not done well it's not done well like it's there's big holes um and then there's you know on top of it there's also some misogynistic and feminist problems and racist problems that are in this book it's like you can't just leave that out in the open you can't like that's it's distasteful it is like it it makes me not want to read anything by him ever again oh i would never ever no ever (laughs) and the only reason why i gave the rating that i did is because it was a very fast-paced book i was there for the vampire thing and then it's like but when you go through the rest of it it's like i can't i literally thought to myself who can I recommend this book to? That's how I rate my books sometimes is I go, who can I recommend? And I was like, I would never tell someone I was reading this book (laughs) or that I read it. You know, that's just because I'm like, I, I wasn't okay with the stuff that happened. Yeah. The, the, the thematic writing was, the thematic writing was mediocre at best. I don't care who wrote it. I don't care if a woman wrote it. I don't care if a black woman wrote it. The thematic writing was mediocre because, once again, we're not contributing anything new to the theme. So uh, that's bad. And because, once again, because it's written by a man, that makes it even worse. I don't care At least, you know, who was written by. It's write mediocre. It. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, what's his name that we really like? Oh. Reynolds. What's his what's Jason? his first name? Jason Reynolds. Jason Reynolds. He writes great books. <laughs> what 
He does not write horror. Like, Why trying to think of like there? a better man author. Oh, okay. He writes I'm just children he books. Writes, he writes good books. <laughs> he wrote a team book too. Yeah, he did. I don't he think did. I read a lot of books by men. Besides, like, Kristoff, I think he's probably the one that I have read the most books by. But even oh, then, man. Jay Kristoff will um, at least explain himself. Like, there's a reasoning behind, like, the the innuendo. You know, it's not just assumed. Like, there's a well-thought-out answer to why that is. You can't mm-hmm. just lay it down. You can't. And he always, well, with the exception of this last book, he always writes from the POV of a young girl. And I've never found it to be pandering or... And it's usually not feminine issues. It's usually... It's usually not, oh, you can't do that because you're a girl. It's usually a revenge story. And Mm -hmm. it's not because she's a woman. It's just because she's... I don't know. But it usually doesn't... I never feel like it's because she can't do it because she's a girl. And I'm thinking of Mia from, um, yeah. you know. Never night. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you. He is a problematic so. author too, but it's, it's not because of feminism. It's because of race. I think he borrows stuff from Asian culture, East Asian culture, and they do not like that. So he's a bit problematic too. Um, so I'm not saying that he's without, you know, issues. I guess I would just say with this book, um, you know, just use discretion. There's a lot of triggering things in this book. And if any of those that we talked about, even in a non-spoiler, if those are, you know, big, <laughs> big things for you, I would just stay away. <laughs> I'm texting Alyssa yes. in the in the group chat. And I'm like, Alyssa, Ashley and I just reviewed that damn vampire book you recommended. And we hate We want to know why you gave it like you did. <laughs> and we want to know why you liked it so much. All right, I'm putting that in the group chat. <laughs> I don't know if she's on right now, but. Calling her out on our live podcast right now. <laughs> Hope We're you're listening. so, guys. I wouldn't have picked this book up, though, if not for, like, the recommendation. And it's, like, sometimes we get, like, good book recs, and it's, like, it was okay, it was good, or whatever. So, again, join us for the Bone Shard Daughter next time by Andrea Stewart. <laughs> this has been on my TBR for, like, a few years, actually. Um, and I love it because there's, like, a little, like, forward from my favorite author, Moss. So, yes. She liked it, I'm all for it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye.